So, um, as I was praying about what to share with you today, I think I'm already committing like a faux pas of, of, of speaking by kind of talking you through the process of how I got here. Um, but I really heard that they need to hear my voice. And so, that's pretty humbling. And so, I just want to start with you in prayer that I can honor what I heard. God, I thank you so much for your presence with us this morning, how you're already moving, how you've already been speaking, um, how you're speaking to your church collectively, how you're speaking to your sheep individually. Um, God, bless my words. Um, May I not get in the way of what you want me to say. May it just be an open conduit for the words you want to speak to your people this morning. Uh, Anything that I do that gets in the way, may it fall away in the hearing And may your voice ring loud and true and clear and good and beautiful. In Jesus' name, amen. So this topic, um, hearing the voice of God. Um, I just want a show of hands, kids too, because we have kids in the room. Who feels 100% confident that they hear the voice of God on a daily basis? Okay. So a little underwhelming. (laughs) Um, I think we all know that we're told that we can hear the voice of God, but I think for many of us, we struggle to know whether we really are or not and to feel confident that we can can do so. Um, And I just want you to know, I'm coming to share with you, not as an expert, but as a practitioner, someone who's slowly learning that God is always speaking. The question just is, are our ears tuned to hear his voice? Um, And I want to share with you, about six weeks ago, um, and you can show this text message in just a minute, about six weeks ago, I woke up from a dream, and it was a very simple dream. And in the dream, I had a friend, and she was just looking at me, and she was saying, thank you so much for helping me with my daughter. And it was was her and her husband in the dream telling me this, and I'm going to call the girl Sarah, okay? And you'll see her name's blocked out in these text messages. Well, when I woke up, If I would have had that dream maybe 10 plus years ago, I don't think I really would have thought anything of it. It was very simple. But there was something about this dream, and I've had several, that I've come to know was a sent dream. This was the spirit communicating to my spirit while I was asleep. It's like a tone and texture to the dream that I've just come to realize that is the spirit of God communicating to me. And so... I immediately texted my friend. So this is the message I sent. Good morning. I had a dream. You and David were thanking me for helping with Sarah. It felt like you meant uh, she had been struggling, and I had partnered with you in speaking life to her. Any resonance? resonance? I love, love you and love Sarah, so. And she immediately responded back with the message below it. Yes, she's having a hard time. I know it's probably just teen girl stuff, but it's hard to watch. She's beautiful inside and out, but it's hard to make her see that. I'm really thankful for you, and it did really resonate with me. Love you. So I kind of threw out what I sensed maybe God was saying to me through this dream, and she responded, and it felt like, yeah, there is something there with her daughter. Uh, Later that afternoon, when her daughter got home from school, (laughs) uh, she talked to her daughter, and then she sent me the next message at the top on the right. I told Sarah about your dream, and she started crying. She said that she prayed last night for the Lord to speak to her. So I think you're supposed to speak to her. So I'm just kind of throwing out what I'm sensing God is saying to me. The response says, maybe this is God speaking to me. And then the next response says, 
This was God speaking to Sarah already, a little bit like Paul Ananias moment, right? So I speak with her 16-year-old daughter on the phone for about an hour, an hour and a half, and in it, she just said, I really want to hear God's voice. And so I led her just through some simple questions. One, do you believe that he can speak to you? And I got out of the way, and really all I did was create space to hear God's voice, and that's really what I've been learning in my life to do just to create space to hear his voice, and she did. I didn't counsel her. I didn't give her wise words of wisdom. I prayed and asked God to speak to her, and he did. And she won't forget what he said to her. He spoke the truth over lies she had been believing about her identity, and he gave her, um, he gave her a word for this time in her life. When we got off the phone, <laughs> her mom sent me the last message. This sounds a little bit like the end of my dream. <laughs> Thank you, the Lord has been speaking to me in many ways over the last few weeks, and this is just another gift from him. I wish I could tell you that this happens to me every single day. But it stands out to me because it doesn't happen to me every single day. But I'm wondering if our experience should be more like this every single day. I do. I think God is always speaking. I think the question is, do we know how to hear? And I don't think it's an audible voice necessarily, although I do think he can do that. I just think he's such a creative God, and he's longing to, to create, to create life, and he's always interested in speaking a creative word to his people. Um, this makes sense when you think about the very beginning, right, in Genesis God speaks and life happens, and then he speaks to his human creation, and he tells them, he speaks blessing over them and tells them to be fruitful and multiply. And not too long later, the enemy comes along, and what does the enemy say? Did God really say? And there starts our story of mistrusting. I don't know exactly what those words meant, I think has multiple layers of meaning. I'm going to suggest today that we consider that it has at least three levels of sowing distrust into our ability to hear the voice of God. One, did, get, did God really say, in other words, did he even really speak to you? Did God really say this, meaning, can you even really trust what you heard? And then, did God really say this, meaning, are you sure the thing you think you heard from God is even what's really best for you in the first place? I think our main problem in hearing is that we have an enemy, and he is jamming the airways. So as we, as we kind of get into the, into the meat of what I want to share today, I want to share just some scripture because many of you may be like me, and we may have grown up in a tradition that says, yes, God speaks, but he only speaks in the written word. And I think he does speak in the written word, but I think he is always speaking. So let's look at Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me, and I will answer you. This is God speaking. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. This sounds like a really intimate relationship God is wanting to have. And then King David in Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Just this concept that we can call out to God and he answers us when, he, when we call out to him. 
And then Jesus, before, before he, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, he's wanting to tell his disciples, I've been speaking to you face to face, but don't you worry, because my father and I, we still want to communicate with you. Uh, so in John 16, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will only tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And then John, he has a vision, and it seems to be that this vision is actually what's happening in the unseen realm. And he sees Jesus, and Jesus says in Revelation, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. I don't know if we've thought about scripture like this before, but I think the scripture is not just bits and pieces of God communicating with his people. It's actually an ongoing dialogue between God and his people. And he's so creative, you see the, the very different ways that he speaks to people all throughout scripture. Oh, you cannot tell. Thank you. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give you a few examples. It's like we're going to run through Scripture really, really quick, just to remind you of the way God, God spoke. Of course, in creation, he called Abraham out of Ur, told him to leave. He spoke face-to-face with Moses on a mountain. He guided the decisions of the judges. He gave specific battle instructions to kings. Uh, we see this all throughout Scripture. He shows up in dreams and visions. Uh, and then we see him speaking very intimately with, with his son, with Jesus. Uh, and then we see the Holy Spirit guiding the movement of the apostles in the first century as they go and spread the good news of the kingdom. If you look at Acts, you see this kind of concept of the Spirit blocking and prompting and, and changing direction. So it seems like the people that we read about that are following God in Scripture have this expectation that God is going to speak to them. If that's the case... Why do some of us, why do we not all have our hands up high and say, I'm hearing from him every day? I'm going to go back to what I said. There are barriers, and the main barrier is that we have an enemy, and he wants, he, he lies, and he accuses, and the, the main way he blocks us, the main barrier in hearing, hearing from God, is he wants us to believe it's not possible. And I think for a, for a lot of us, we're, we're uh, post-enlightenment people, we're hyper-rational, uh, we put a lot of stock in human wisdom and reasoning, but if you, if you read scripture, uh, God trusts his voice to actually the unlearned and the trusting. And that's why he says, little children are very close to the kingdom, because their ability to believe in a God who speaks is there. It almost has to be trained out of them. Yeah. So I think our, our mental blocks, do we believe that it can actually happen is a barrier. I also think some of us are afraid to hear the voice of God. You remember um, when God showed up and wanted to speak to the, the whole Israelite community and they were terrified of him, right? They didn't want to hear, they didn't want to hear his voice. Um, I also think there's sin blocks. Kind of the way we've been living our lives um, makes us not want to be that close to a God. What is God going to say to me? Um, and there's probably a whole host of other ones. I'm going to give you maybe the, big one, the biggest one before we move on in our current context. And that's a lot of us aren't still and quiet enough to hear his voice. Yeah. 
Um, there's so many distractions and so, many, so much stimuli coming in all the time that we actually don't know how to settle down, to dial down, and listen for spirit to speak to spirit. Yeah, there's lots of barriers, and so many that we might despair. But here's the good news. We may have blocks on our end from receiving, but God does not have blocks on his end from communicating. And I think there's somebody here that I just noticed that I heard say this for the first time, that God is a better communicator than we are listener. And he's pretty, he's pretty persistent. <laughs> That's actually the story of the gospel, I think. Hmm. Uh, and it's not just a contemporary issue. You remember uh, Samuel, he's growing up in the house of Levi, uh, Eli, he's growing up in the house of Eli, and he's lying in bed one night, and he hears his name called out, Samuel, Samuel, so he rushes in to Eli's room, you called me? Eli said, that wasn't me, go back to bed. It happens again, Samuel, Samuel, so he rushes into Eli's house again, that wasn't me, go back to bed. We're going to pick up with, with this story in 1 Samuel 3, verse 7. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. You'll notice that the first time Samuel hears the voice of the Lord, he doesn't recognize it, so he just assumes it's the only other person around speaking to him. He needs kind of this guide that helps him start to discern, actually, that, that this is the Lord. For some of us, that might be, may be where we are. You actually may already be hearing the voice of the Lord. You just don't know that that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe we have, like, our assumptions about how it will sound or what it will feel like, but maybe we just need to ask God sometimes, I think that's you. I think that's you. And we're going to talk about the different ways we can hear uh, in just a minute. But I think one of the most beautiful passages about hearing the voice of God is Jesus himself. And he's talking to his followers, and he's looking at them like sheep. And he's knowing they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do with their lives. They need a good shepherd, and they need to recognize the voice of the good shepherd. And in a passage that's familiar to a lot of us, I'm going to read some of this in John 10. He's recognizing that a lot of people are after his sheep. He's recognizing that there's an enemy to the sheep. And so he starts by saying, Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they too will listen to my voice. There shall be one flock and one shepherd. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I don't know if you were counting, but listen to my voice. Listen to the voice is in there at least, at least three times. So Jesus seems to assume, you, you sheep, you can hear my voice. You can recognize it. You can trust it. You have the ability to, to discern if it's a thief or a robber or if it's me, your good shepherd. If we have all these barriers but we know that we can, why would we even want to listen to the voice of the good shepherd? Why do we want to hear the voice of God? And, and I'm going to go big here, and I'm going to say it's so important that we actually hear the voice of God. It's actually a matter of life or death. I think Joe said this just a little bit ago, that pow- there's p- the power of life and death in the tongue. If we have the power of life and death, what about God? You know, Jesus asked Peter at one point, are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, where would I go? You have the words of life. And when I think about our next generation, what I think more than anything is they have to hear the voice of God. There is no life without the word of God. That's how he started things. He speaks and life breaks out in the world. So if we're not listening to the voice of God, we don't have life. All other voices, they're thieves and robbers. There is no life anywhere besides in God. So if you can't hear his voice, you don't have life. I think it's interesting that we question whether we can hear the voice of God and we don't question whether we can hear the voice of the enemy. What I mean is, those thieves and robbers, they did not ask for permission to get in the sheep pen. Right? How many of us just take in a daily diet of lies and accusation? No filter, no question of where that voice comes in, comes from. And we start to own it as our very identity. And those voices, what did the passage say? The very, the very motive of those voices are to kill and steal and destroy. If we are le- living less than full and abundant lives, I would ask us to just question, how much have we listened to the voices of thieves and robbers? I'm really passionate about this next generation. If, if we can't, we've got to teach them, how can they hear the voice of God? How can they hear the voice of Um, the voice of life. Um, I think I'm going to... I'm trying to listen right now. Yeah, I think I will, I will share this. I think the five, there, there are five, there are probably a lot more. There are five, like, reasons to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. But I think the number one is we listen for relationship. Um, a lot of us, I think we start to cry out to God when we have a big decision to make. And I think we do listen for decision making. But it's hard to discern if that's God's voice when we haven't developed a relationship with the one we're listening to. Right? So, so number one, I would encourage you, even in your homes and in your families, to develop a practice where you actually talk about what listening to the voice of, the, of, of God looks like. 
even to help, uh, help our kids, what's the tone and texture of the voice of the Good Shepherd? <laughs> Starting just to ask him questions. God, teach us about you. Teach me about me. These relationship questions. I think an, another reason we listen to him is because we realize we have listened to the voice, uh, voices of thieves and, thieves and robbers, and we need Jesus' Jesus's voice to intervene and to break the strongholds uh, of lies that we've believed about ourselves, about the world. And he wants to bring healing and wholeness to us. And I think when we've heard a word from the Lord, I think some of this will resonate with some of you. When you've heard a word from the Lord, it's liberating. It's transformational. And I think people that know the voice of the Good Shepherd have been healed by the voice of the Good Shepherd or actually are in a healing journey with the Good Shepherd. They then can minister to other sheep, right? I think sometimes we're a bunch of wounded sheep trying to figure out things when all we need to do is listen to the Good Shepherd. He'll show us what to do. Then we can actually listen for other people. Right? We listen for ourselves. He brings healing. And then we, we can actually listen to other people. You know, what would it look like as you're praying to just say, God, would you bring to mind one person that you would like me to bless today? How could I do that? Just start ask, asking questions and see, see what comes up. And then I think the other two are probably kingdom assignments. Like, what's your purpose? What is your unique purpose in this life? God has something to say about that. He has a kingdom and you have a role in his kingdom. And he wants to talk to you about that. I think he does care about our decisions too, but I think we often go to that one first when actually that one's last after we've kind of gone through that progression that I just described. Um, I want us to practice hearing the voice of God. I think we could talk about this a lot, but I really would like us to practice. And I want to demystify hearing the voice of God for a minute because I think most of you already are. Maybe you're just not paying attention to it or not aware. Um, I would say one of, one of the biggest and most important ways to hear the voice of God is to immerse yourself in Scripture because they are God's words. If you don't have a daily practice uh, of reading the words of Scripture, which actually is his story about how he communicates, you don't have anything uh, to judge what you're hearing against. Right, Because he's not going to speak a word to you that contradicts his scripture. So immerse yourself in scripture. I think second, as you practice listening, is to create space. If from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, there is no intentional space set aside from listening to the voice of God, he is not rude. He, he doesn't jump in over the sheep pen. <laughs> he, needs, he needs your invitation. So immersing yourself in scripture and setting aside time and space. And then I would say, be really open to the creative ways that God speaks. He may speak to you in an audible voice. He may speak to you through your surrendered imagination and thoughts. You see the difference there, what I'm saying? <laughs> um, he may speak to you through dreams and visions. He may speak to you through creation and nature. I think he's always up to communicating. He's always up to something. So as you start to do these things, immerse yourself in scripture, create space, um, being open, you'll start to see things. A person will say something to you and it will connect with a scripture that you read earlier and that will make you think of, of something else that happened. But we've all had these experiences. Um, and as you practice, here's what I would encourage you to do. Don't doubt. 
Like, I think that was me. I think we do that. God, was that you or me? And we kind of put God and us in a bind. Because God is in us, <laughs> right? And so hopefully those are getting closer, to, closer together. Maybe a better question is, is what's coming up for me like an impression or a thought? Um, is it good? Is it true? Is it beautiful? If it is, give credit to the Spirit because you are not the originator of anything good, true, or beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then I think offer things in the discernment of your community, of other people who are committed to listening to God together. Um, I think powerful things start happening with it when a community says, God, speak to us, your servants. We are listening. Okay, so taking a risk here, because I also think that's part of the listening life, is <laughs> taking a risk. I'm going to show you a video. Uh, I researched these videos about sheep responding to the voice of their shepherd. So this is a short, like a little less than two minutes. Um, kids are probably going to be way better at this than adults. <laughs> so as this video plays, you'll see the shepherd calling the sheep. I just want us to take a couple of deep breaths, and you're just going to ask a question to God as you watch this video. Because do we believe that God can speak to us however he wants? <laughs> yeah, I think he can speak to you through this, through this video. I do. Uh, so I just want you to ask God, would you speak to me? What do you have to say to me? We'll play the video. Sheep, come on, sheep. Come on, sheep. sheep come on come on sheep come on sheep come on come on come on sheep good girls come on Anybody have just a thought that popped up for the, from them that might have been good, might, might have been God communicating to you through this video? Kids? 
Oh, run to the voice of the shepherd. Hmm. Don't hesitate. Could I ask anybody to call it, like, um, as you were listening, what did that, that phrase, how did, did it just come up in you? Was it a thought you had? Would you be willing to share, like, just how that, how that happened? Good. Thanks. So she, she was just saying it seemed easy at first. They heard the Good Shepherd's voice. They all turned, then they got to that water barrier, and it was like it got a little harder, and someone had to take that first, that first step. Good, thanks. Yeah. Take, okay, so she's hearing, take a leap of faith. You're going to be okay. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have one more person share, but I want to, it's interesting that we all watch the same video, but God knows that you showed up to this space today having your own unique story and where you are. And he could use this simple two-minute video to give you a word, a sustaining word, an encouraging word, a challenging word. Yeah, that's how good he is. Yes. Yeah, so she senses God really asking her, how are you not wanting to get your feet wet? <laughs> mm. we, could do this for, we could do this for a long time. And I tried to choose something really simple to let you know that it is simple. Uh, it really is your awareness because God is, um, he is always wanting to speak to you. He's your good shepherd. He, he loves his sheep. He's wanting to communicate with you. And sometimes he's saying, trust me, it's time to go into the sheep pen. Some of you need a word of comfort today, right? For some of you, he's saying, I know, we're walking through the dark valley. For others of you, he's saying, it's time to jump, up, uh, jump over something big, but I'm here with you and you can do it. Maybe for others of you, it's the sheep that kind of has lost, lost their way. That's what Luke's sermon was about this morning. And it's a loving correction. It's time to get back on the path and listen to my voice again. But that's how good God is. He can speak to us wherever we are today. And I also think he has often a collective word for his people. Um, so just a, an idea as we, as we keep talking about practicing hearing the voice of God. Um, I'd offer what would it look like to wake up every morning and to take an intentional pause before you just rush into your day, letting your phone or the demands of the day be the first voice you hear, and just speak out loud something like Samuel did. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And the next step is, <laughs> once we hear we respond. It's often really cool to hear a word from the Lord. <laughs> it's another thing to obey the voice that you hear. Yeah, because some of you heard things like, maybe we've got a, 
a big valley to jump over together. And you may not want to do it. <laughs> right? Sometimes we don't like what we're hearing. Um, but as you keep this, uh, this listening journey, um, and that's where we are. We're all on a journey of, of listening, listening to the voice of the Lord. Um, I want to pray for a courageous spirit for this church, that we will be a people who not only desire to hear God speak, but we are also have as much desire to obey what we hear, that our lives are actually postured like this. God, I long to hear your voice. Please speak to me. And I, my impulse is to obey what I hear. Even shortening the gap between an impulse from the Spirit and obedience. That's actually how God unleashes his kingdom in the world is through our obedience to what we hear. Jesus modeled this perfectly, right? He said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. What if we, as the people of God, actually followed in the footsteps of Jesus in that way? Speak, Lord, your people are listening, and when we hear your voice, we will obey what we hear. So our time to respond right now is going to be some practice and response. So um, maybe as the, as the band comes up, um, and maybe as they play music, I just want to ask you a few questions. Uh, and I think we have some elders coming up to receive prayers. Let's be a people who listen and respond. And, and I trust that some of you are confident that you heard something today. So I'd ask you to be courageous and respond to what you heard. Um, maybe some of you <laughs> didn't hear anything and you're frustrated about that and you're like my, my young friend who said, I want to hear the voice of God, but I don't think I am. Would you come and talk to one of our shepherds? I think what a great gift for someone to say, I long to hear the voice of God. I just don't know that I can. Um, let, your, let your shepherds <laughs> represent the voice of the good shepherd and help you start the journey of listening. Um, maybe you've wandered off from that sheepfold and you don't know if God really wants to speak to you anymore. Um, we'd like you to respond to that and hear the voice of the good shepherd over you today. Um, Maybe today you heard a word for someone else in this room or someone outside of this room. Uh, if it's for someone in this room, I want to give you free space to even as we respond for you to go share with that person what you heard, a word of encouragement. Maybe you're, you need to text someone just like I texted when I woke up from my dream. I think for each of us, we have a response today. Um, so I just want to provide a time for you to respond to the voice of your good shepherd.